always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. Well, hey, hey, Roy. Hey, Aaron. How's Aaron? it going, Good, man? man? Welcome to episode five wow. of the Hopeless Show podcast. Wow, we've made it longer than so many TV shows. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of other podcasts. And a lot of other podcasts. Congrats. Um, you know why? I, I, I think it's, it's because um, there's no network that can cancel us right now. Yeah, we can't get canceled. <laughs> we're, we're uncancelable. No, and even if they wanted to, they couldn't because they're quarantined. Yeah. So where are they going to cancel us? Take that, cancel culture. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to all, uh, all our listeners, old and new. Um, my name is Rohit. I am... Uh, I'm a guy that's in kind of with one foot in technology, the other foot in the creative space, just trying to look into the future and find what's positive and hopeful in the world. And I'm joined here by my co-host, Aaron Wolf, who is a filmmaker, an actor, a director, and he's always going around the world and giving talks and kind of speaking about sort of finding hope through film, through art, and just looking at the world in a, in a more positive, through more positive glasses. And together, we bring you The Hopeless Show. This is yes. our fifth episode. Fifth episode with all things that are of most hopelessness. And we have a cool addition this episode. Um, no, it's not an elephant. We didn't actually bring an elephant, but we do have a soundboard. Yeah. yeah. So um, you may hear some sounds throughout the episode. This is our first episode recording with a soundboard, so um, we're gonna try not to abuse it. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't just actually see. <laughs> that was just a sound. But we're gonna especially be careful to not try and abuse it because today we have our first sponsor, which we'll get to uh, after our first segment. Um, but we're really excited. It seems you know there there's a few of you out there that are that are uh, having fun listening to the show, and um, uh, you know it, we think it's um, it's an exciting moment. Yeah, thank you all for for listening and continuing to share and listen to the show. It's we have our first sponsor today. We have a bunch of firsts. We have a cool order of business that we're going to take care of. We're going to start with some news from the quarantine, and we're going to do this sixty seconds of hope fulfilled segment at the end. So, and in between, we're going to do all kinds of other stuff. So, why don't we start with the news from the quarantine? Yeah, so we got we've got a few bullets here, a few things to talk about. The first one is rush hour and traffic. Yeah, the the interesting thing about rush hour and traffic is, and there was even a movie made called Rush Hour about L.A. in rush hour and traffic. And there was a movie called Traffic. And there was a movie called Traffic that was not really about traffic at all, but it was still called Traffic because that was like I think that was the way to win the Oscar. Did you so. call the movie something that it's not actually really about? And then it's like avant-garde and cool and traffic. Traffic one. Yay. So Rush Hour and Traffic are both gone. They're done. They have been obsolete from Los Angeles culture, from many cities I know, but for Los Angeles is known for its traffic and people make usually mediocre jokes about the 405 and how stuck they are on traffic and they could have walked it, blah, 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 like dumb jokes. And it's gone. You can't make a traffic joke in LA anymore. You can't talk about traffic because there is none. There is no rush hour. Every hour is the exact same on the roads. So 
I just think that's a fascinating and, you know, it's hopeful. If you have to get somewhere right now, you don't have to worry about traffic. Things actually take 15 minutes to get from place to place. It's not an LA 15 minutes that's actually an hour. You know, Aaron, I remember in the first episode, we talked about the, there was this pollution map that was shot by NASA that was over China before and during the current, their coronavirus quarantine. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, it's, it's, I'm just doing a quick little Google. They did an LA one. Did like, they, it did came they out, do... I think, today or yesterday. And it shows the change that's happened in LA with the climate is, it's the best in, they said, decades Maybe. that LA's air quality has been, which is, again, there, if there's something we can take from it and then utilize what we're learning from people not driving a lot, and put that into our culture in some way to help climate change in the future. That's a good part of uh, of this quarantine. Yeah, there, there, there's there's hope in that, and you know it's even raining in LA. It's even it hasn't stopped in days. It just rains and rains and rains. Yeah. And uh, and then the, another thing about this quarantine, I noticed is uh, you know WrestleMania happened, even though there were no crowds. They did WrestleMania really? at uh, which is the biggest wrestling event for those who don't know in the world. They usually fill football stadiums, soccer stadiums, baseball stadiums for WrestleMania. And this WrestleMania, they did it at their practice facility in Orlando, which is like, a, it has all the at, all the things that are needed to put on a wrestling show, but the, the stands were empty and there's probably a thousand seats, that's it. And so they did it to no fans. What So whether you like wrestling or don't like wrestling, what I did like is that it was one thing that Fox News and CNN both agreed on, that wrestling, WrestleMania was happening. Because on Sunday and Saturday, it was a two-day WrestleMania. If you looked on CNN or Fox News, they both had headlines that said, WrestleMania is happening now. Nothing else on their sites are the same. None of them. <laughs> it's true. But WrestleMania was the same. They both were in agreement that WrestleMania was in fact happening now, and it was a thing is still happening during a time when there are no things. So wrestling could hypothetically be the cohesive fabric of our society. I think it is. All right, I like it. So that was uh, that was good. And then, and actually, before you get there, yeah. Um, as a background to listeners, um, Aaron and I'm sad, especially because this year we can't have it. But Aaron hosts um, gambling events um, around wrestling, uh, amongst other things. Yeah, and. We did it for Royal Rumble, which is kind of like the second biggest second. wrestling event. It's kind yeah. of where you start with, what is it, 30 people in the ring? Yeah, there's th 30. They come in one every minute. Yep, and they come in every minute, and it's pretty much the last person standing, and they're like throwing each other out and all this kind of stuff. And I think it was two years in a row, and I don't really, I haven't really watched much wrestling since, you know, like the 90s, so all my knowledge is outdated. I had such a blast every time I went. And two years in a row, we were, we're all drawing numbers, and both years I won, I had the, the wrestler that survived, that, that, that won it overall. And I think one of those years I won also the wrestler that threw out the most people. You also. did. Yeah. You had both. Yeah. And uh, I won all the money. It's, uh, it bought Rohit his new computer. Yeah, that's great. It's, uh, they're big sta they were big stakes events. So this year we couldn't do it, but we'll do it again next yeah, year. Yeah, if I'm still invited. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. keeps winning. Yeah. Uh, so that was hope for Rohit especially because WrestleMania brought him money. And now, uh, Rohit, do you want to start with a little news about our first sponsor? Yeah, so our very first sponsor. Sorry. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. Our first sponsor gets a sound effect. Are you ready for it? 
And our first sponsor is Alive and Kicking. Boom! It worked. And Alive and Kicking, um, they are a cannabis brand that launched with CBD dominant pre-rolls. What this means is you get a package of 14 small little pre-rolls. And what they do is they help you improve whatever experience you're having, huh. you know, especially around a time like this. Wow. So what they, so really, I mean, what they are is the bomb because they, what they, what they're doing right now, alive and kicking is in a time during a pandemic, they're giving people a little, a little, will ease off their shoulders to, to relax a bit and to be at home, enjoy what they're doing at home and feel a little of the anxiety lifted, a little of the pain lifted if you have some aches and pains and enjoy your quarantine life without the stress that it comes with so much and we're all feeling it. And Alive and Kicking, it, it does just that. It makes you feel alive and kicking in, in a tough time. All you have to do is go to youarealiveandkicking.com. That's youarealiveandkicking.com. And it'll take you to the delivery page that's gonna be fulfilled by Ganja Runner. Um, it's super easy, safe, and fast. And some places can even get it within 90 minutes. And right now there's a special sale going on where you're gonna get three packs of Alive and Kicking for $99. You can get that by the time this podcast is over. And Aaron, so, back to the show. Yay, back to the show. So our first topic, Aaron is gonna be taking this topic. And the way that you listeners are gonna experience us discussing the topics is either Aaron and I are gonna bring up a hopeless topic. And we're going to talk about what makes it hopeless, and then we're going to try and solve it. So Aaron is going to kick off, and... With MBA Youngboy. First, Rohit, I would love to ask you, what do you think MBA Youngboy is? All right, I'm going to guess, obviously, something to do with the NBA. My guess is it's probably some kid making videos that's either doing impersonations or dressing up as an NBA athlete or something? That could be NBA Youngboy. It's okay. not, but okay. it could be. Okay. It could totally be him. It's, it is a him. Okay. It's a person. Okay. He's a rapper. His name was just Youngboy, and uh -huh. then he became NBA Youngboy. Uh-huh. Um, so what I would like to do with the, the hopeless portion of this, before we get to hope, is, um, is tell you a little bit about NBA Youngboy's life. When he was a kid, he was raised by his mom and he had to have, he broke his neck and had to have a head brace on and it left permanent scars on his forehead. After that, the guy has done a lot of things. He's really, so in 2017, he was arrested on a kidnapping warrant uh, on, in 2018, in the early parts, he was seen body slamming his girlfriend hours before his arrest. A few days later, he was held without bail for kidnapping. He has, by the way, mil millions and millions and millions of listens on Spotify. Uh, he was bailed out of jail. Then he uh, was charged with kidnapping again and beating his girlfriend. Then he was... Uh, he fought a fan at one of his concerts. He also, in his career, has um, he's at a concert that erupted in violence. He's been in, arrested in Atlanta for marijuana and two other misdemeanors. Uh, 
He also has been uh, charged in Atlanta with another drug case. He uh, was shot at at near Trump's beach resort. He was also um, back in jail for another shooting pro, uh, violation in Miami. And most recently, he also was, uh, his girlfriend uh, was stabbed by Flo Floyd Mayweather's daughter. This happened two days ago. Also, he's a rapper. Okay. First off, so the guy has lived a pretty incredible insane life, right? That's a lot of things. That's, that's not even half of it. That's more, one of those things is more than will happen to most people in their entire life. And he's done all that stuff. Guess how old NBA Youngboy is? 29. He's 20. Oh my God. He's not even of, of legal age to drink yet. And he's already done all of that stuff. So, can you see any hope in this? I have something for you, but I'm, I want to know if you feel I mean, any hope in, in NBA Youngboy. I just don't understand how, I mean, is, first of all, is he a good rapper? That's up to you to decide if you would like, do you want me to hear a minute, a second of it? If you, if you, if you have it queued up. Yeah. All right, so ready for NBA Youngboy. Here is one of his songs. Okay, so that's enough. Okay, so he's a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, he does the okay. SoundCloud stuff. Okay, so do you think he's got a lot of money? Uh, he says he does in his songs, okay. but I don't know if it's true. I mean, yeah, it's... So it feels kind of hopeless. You got some young kid just trying to be a gangster. Just, he's like, all right, how, how are you bad? How can I be bad? And I'm just going to do all of that. Yeah, all that. That's like, so many things. It, I, I mean, I feel hopeless that this kid's even going to be alive by the time he hits 27. Yeah, um, probably not. So, I, I mean, if I'm trying to find some hope, I mean, did he change his name to like indicate he's trying to turn a new leaf? Did he add the NBA? He did. Add, he was young boy, and then he became NBA young boy. Right. So that is a good call on your part. Um, good deciphering of. The mystery of NBA Youngboy. There's, to me, sometimes hope is in the details. And if you listen to, to, to the whole rap sheet that I just said, the details, it's, stories are all about the beginning and the ending. Mm -hmm. What happens in the middle is, is fodder, let's say. So the beginning of the NBA Youngboy story was? He got messed up as a young kid. Something with his skull or throat or something, and he and he has scars on his face. So he had a yeah. he had a brace, exactly. He had a brace on his head. He had a tough childhood, uh -huh. and the last news of him. Forget all the stuff in between. The last thing we know about him, not him, not his girl, but Floyd Mayweather's daughter is the one that went in and stabbed. He didn't do anything violent. He didn't uh, hurt anyone. Uh huh. All he did was date the girl who got stabbed, which is terrible for her. She's doing okay now, apparently. But he was not involved in the violence. So if you just think of the beginning, he's a guy who had to overcome a lot, and now he's dating a girl. Hopefully they're very happy. And unfortunately, this bad thing happened to her, and they're going to resolve that. This is a story where the guy has gone through ups and downs, and he has come out the other side 
with scars on his head to show for it. And he is going to keep emerging as a person who is now refined and ready to make a difference for the youth of our country. I'm not sure I buy that. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, what's to say in another two weeks he doesn't do some dumb shit? He's quarantined. I don't think he can do it. I don't think he can do bad things right now. Okay, so maybe that's the hope there. Maybe this quarantining has, it's given him a time to stay out of trouble. Yep. Maybe here's, what if we could send NBA young boy just positive messages and positive encouragement to not like shoot people and to not like get arrested, even though, you know, uh, he probably shouldn't be leaving the house. Maybe we just find a way to reinforce his, his good behavior and start celebrating yeah. his, you know, can we start tweet? Does he, does he have a Twitter? Yeah, yeah. He's got a Twitter. He's got an Instagram. He has like 5 million followers on Instagram. Jeez, man. So this guy, I think what we're, what you're saying is exactly it. This quarantine is going to lead to a, to the best version of NBA Youngboy that we can all hope for. Okay, then we need to hope for like a really long quarantine. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that'll be a benefit of the long quarantine is, uh, is NBA Young Boy will be that much better of a person. Yeah, I mean, you know, we did talk about how, you know, I think in a previous episode, we did talk about how domestic violence is, is taking an upswing during this. Um, he didn't do it. During this time. He did not he do, didn't it. do it. So it, but it's, it, it is, if he's able to, to be a good person and keep clean, you know, sometimes habits can stick. And so... That, that is a hope. So hopefully he's not in, in that, you know, in that negative space as much. Keep it to himself. Um, okay. So, yeah. So there's there's that that sort of, um, yeah, we'll quarantine his bad behaviors as well as him. And, yeah. And pray for the best. And we pray for the best. And I think there's there's definitely hope that it can lead a lot of people who, not just NBA Youngboy, but he can be an example for a lot of people who maybe were out there getting into a bunch of trouble. Now that they're at home, they're going to have a lot more time to self-reflect and realize what's good and what's bad in the world to, of things to do. Boom. Done. All right. And I think in... Does that get... Don't we do like... Yeah. We'll do sound and I think... Effect. That is our hope gong. The hope gong. We did it. Yes. We found hope. We just found hope. So we're going to ring that gong every time. Bang. Yeah. We found hope. So now we are back with a, another segment that everyone seems to love. We're getting a lot of good uh, response of this, which is, is Rohit trying to figure out which song is a BTS song. BTS, the big K-pop band uh, group that is that is storming the nation by being at home right now, but they were storming the nation. That's Rohit's reaction to having to do this. So here we go. Wilhelm scream? Yeah, that was Rohit's scream. Yeah. Uh, so there are three songs that we have done before that you're going to have to guess which is the BTS song. And then there's a second part to this that I think is extra special. I think we should call the segment Guess the BTS that's what it's called. Boom. Okay, From now on, we have to write that down in All our right, notes. We'll yeah. Guess the BTS. To the BTS Army out there, big shout out. There's another BTS song. We love you, BTS Army. You're all full of hope. Um, so the three songs are, are, you ready for them? Yep. So letter A or number one is Thin White Lies. Letter B or number two is Louder Than Bombs. And... Letter C or number three is, do you remember? Nope. Hands up. Okay. So A is Thin White Lies, B is Louder Than Bombs, and three, Rise Up. Yes. Or C, Rise Up. Is Hands Up. Hands Up. Man. 
All right. So C hands up sounds a bit dancey. So I think that that that's that's a possibility. Thin White Lies might be an 80s sort of jazz jazzophone saxophone type song. So I'm going to eliminate A. Um, what was B again? Louder than bombs. Louder than bombs. Well, you know, they're Korean, so they're right next to North Korea. So they're from South Korea, they're next to North Korea. So there could be some sort of North Korean kind of um, uh, protest song. So I'm going to go with either B or C, a North Korea protest or a dance type song. Huh. Um, and I'm going to go with, a lot of the bomb seems it's a bit too explosive for their younger fan base. So I'm going to go with C. C hands up is his final answer. Final answer sound effect is going to be... Hey! A magic wand. And unfortunately, you're wrong. Uh, what? <laughs> you're totally wrong. Uh, it was it was actually the sound effect was to give you false hope. Uh, it, it was it is louder than bombs. Louder than bombs is a BTS song. I will play you a few seconds of it. There's the bombs, and then if you go to the middle, they're doing this. So that is Louder Than Bombs, BTS, great song. What I like about it, and the reason I wanted that song as the third BTS song, is because right now what we're living through is actually Louder Than Bombs, this pandemic. And I don't know what the song is actually about, but my hunch is it's about the pandemic and about how it's actually louder than war. It's louder than bombs. It's a, something that we all have to deal with together. And if we feel the hope of BTS together, we, it can be louder than bombs. We can conquer it more than we conquer war by being one together with this and defeating it. All right. Well, I guess the silence can be deafening on the streets. Silence uh, is deafening. Yeah. So, all right. Well. Good uh, job, Rohit. Yeah. Um, so now we have another topic. Yes. Topic number two. And this topic is about a very trashy pastor. So I'm going to read you a headline mm -hmm. from an article that I came across. And it's about Pastor Kenneth Copeland and how he is, he's a pastor of a mega church. And, you know, he's kind of got, you know, like, he's kind of like got those like WWE kind of wrestling vibes, the way he's kind of like hyping people up. And okay. like, but the thing is, he's not a wrestler. But what he has done <laughs> is he has told his mega church that God told him that he needs to raise $300 million of income this year. Okay, oh, really? God says to him, he has to raise $300 million of income. And he says, in the name of Jesus, I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. It is finished. It is over. He's yelling at COVID-19 no. and blowing it away with his holy breath out of his holy mouth. He's ordained himself as a holy person. And he says the wind of God will destroy COVID-19 and he's the one that exhumes the wind of God. Um, and that, uh, you know, pretty much this guy is is a virus in himself. Where is he? Um, where is he? He is, I'm going to guess, Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no offense to our Texas listeners, but there's a lot of, it's somewhere in the South. Uh, you don't have a lot there's of. There's a lot of options in Texas. Yes. Too. But you know what? Let's, let's see if I'm right. Kenneth Copeland. Church. I'm guessing he's in he's in uh, Alabama. All right, Texas or Alabama or Florida. I'm gonna go Florida because Florida Ooh. just feels like it wins a lot with that stuff. And Lubbock, Texas. Wow, where he was born. Right. Where's his uh, church? Where's his church? Um, and somewhere in Texas, I think. 
Yeah. Anyway. So. So. Ooh. But there's more. Oh, no. There's more. Um, it's already pretty bad. So not only has has, has he been sort of, um, you know, has been preaching this, but he's been raising money. And we, have, we don't know how much yet, but he has followers that are just giving and giving and giving. There's his followers that are even saying, you know, he is the closest to God that we'll get. We trust him. And it's so sad. People that do not have money. This guy has multiple private jets. This is the guy that refused to fly with other passengers because he felt he didn't want to be around unholy energy. So he had to take his own private jet to places. Okay? And so right now, he is worth $760 million. What's his name? Kenneth Copeland. He is asking his people that do not have that kind of money for money. Okay, he's worth almost a billion dollars. And then there's Pat Robertson at $100 million. Benny yeah. Hamm, $60 million. Joel Osteen, another dirt bag. And wow. the list goes on. Right now, with the top 10, sorry, top nine preachers in America, top nine megachurch preachers, they combine to $1.06 billion of wealth. Okay. And he's 760 million of it. Yep. And, and he's, I see, he's 83 years old. Yep. And he still wants another. He's got Botox million. like crazy, all this stuff. And. Oh, yeah. He looks sort of like an alien. Yeah. He's a disgusting human. And he, all these top nine pastors have donated a grand total to COVID 19. They've donated a grand total of zero dollars. Yet they're asking people for money so that God can fight this with their pastor's breath. I feel hopeless about this right now because these people have a bigger platform, right? They have more ways to reach people than ever before. You don't even have to go to the church to be able to tune into these live streams, right? They, they run on TV. You have people that are still buying into this, uh. right? That the people that have put a billion dollars across these nine men's wealth. How do you find hope out of this situation? Especially time now where people are losing their jobs. These are people that have do not have nine to five jobs, that do not have the money to be giving, but they are giving that money away. How do we how do we find hope in it? I think that the coronavirus and the terror it's having it's wreaking on society is going to uncover someone like Kenneth Copeland for who he really is. Because there's no way if he's still having any kind of gathering, if he's still, um, if, if everyone believes that this guy is the guy who's going to have God talk to them to heal them to make sure they don't get this virus, some of, them are, some of his followers will get the virus. Some will die. That's just a fact. Yep. Um, and that's going to hopefully show some of the former believers then that he isn't, he's full of BS and not to follow him because he wasn't right about this. He didn't have God's hand in his brain or heart or breath or whatever he said it was to, to cure people and to help people and to be the, the all-knowing one person. And so it can start, in my opinion, uncovering some of these people who are just, uh, who are kind of con artists. I mean, but the thing is, then they could just say, well, you know, that was God's choice. And it's, it, and it's like, you know, and this is not in any way a rant against religion because there's so many good people out there that are doing the right thing, an amazing thing. But he's taking advantage of people, even like if when people are dying, you know, the older people in his parish, 
you know, they're, they're, it's just like, oh, it was their time, you know, and, and that wasn't meant to be. How, like, is there, like, because that's been happening. And yeah, the, the other, he's 83. I don't know where you're going with this. And we're not, we're not going to say it. We're not going to say it. We're not going to say it. Because that's not who we are. That's not who we are. are. That's not what we stand for. So we're not going to say it. And I think you also (laughs) might know what we're talking about. (laughs) Based on everything that's going on. And again, I said he's 83. So with that, I think, can we get the, uh, the hope gone, yeah, please? with that. Boom. <laughs> we have found hope, actually. There's, it's dark hope. We're not going to actually explicitly say what it is. Nope. But we found it. We're not saying it, but that's, that's it. <laughs> and so with that. <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to keep it together for uh, another segment that everyone loves. Ready for a sound effect for this. This is... Uh... <laughs> I, I did the wrong one. So it's a wolf. It's a wolf. Um, Rohit Knows the O's. This is a special edition of Rohit Knows the O's because... Oh. Are you ready for something? I'm ready. Did you hear that there is a new press secretary? Uh Donald Trump, as he, I think it's one of his best, of the things he's best at, he fired or he got rid of another press secretary. He's really good at it. He's really good at uh, The turnover in this administration has been fantastic. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's batted uh, around already. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's hit for the cycle. He's yeah. batted around. I mean, the guy just hits and hits and hits, firings. Yeah. So his new press secretary is a woman named Kaylee McGenany. She's... <laughs> 31. She's very pretty blonde. Uh, Again, I'm not going to say it. She's a pretty blonde. She's Trump's press secretary. And uh, so I went on a deep dive. I was very curious how this woman, she's 31 years old. She's from Tampa, Florida. All right. Some of that checks out for what, for the position. So who is she? And then I saw she has a spouse. Oh, what's her spouse's name? Her spouse's name is Sean Gilmartin. Okay. Does that name ring a bell to you? Absolutely Rohit? not. Sean Gilmartin, for the last two years, was a pitcher for the Orioles. Get, wait, in the majors or a in minor? In the major leagues. Get the heck out of here. Sean Gilmartin was a pitcher for the Orioles. So, again, you didn't know who he was. <laughs> no. You didn't react when you thought about it just now because I watched. You thought like, wait, who is this guy? You didn't say he was a pitcher for the Orioles last year. So, Like the Baltimore Orioles the, baseball the club? The actual Orioles. Last year he had for the Orioles, he pitched, well, two years ago was his best year. Last year it seems like he was hurt. Two years ago he had 23 inning, 27 innings pitched. He had a three ERA, one win, one loss. So he was actually like a decent serviceable reliever for the Orioles. How many Ks? Uh, 15 Ks in 27 innings. Last year he was atrocious. We don't know this year. It hasn't started yet. But he was an Oriole. Then I went and I wanted to see, all right, I want to know more about Sean Gilmartin. So I looked up who he is. He has an Instagram page. 
And his last post was of him in a forest with a giant animal. I think it was a deer. And it said hashtag social distancing. And he had shot the deer and killed it. So that's who Sean Giltmartin is. That's what you have to look forward to in the 2020 season for the Orioles is the press secretary's husband is on the Orioles and finds social distancing to be a way to make funny uh, in his mind, I guess, funny hunting jokes. Yeah, time to slaughter animals. Let's slaughter animals now. So that is, again, that is our section that we call Rohit Knows the O's. We're going <laughs> to use a chicken sound. <laughs> it's as close as we get to an Oriole bird. It's as close as we can get to the Oriole bird is a chicken sound. So once again, you did not know this Oriole. And now he's a prominent guy. He's a, uh, what, so if she's the press secretary, he's like... The uh, the first secretary, Mr. Secretary, first Mr. Secretary. I that, guess, yeah. Madam? No, no, master, master. Mr. Secretary? Mr. Mr. First Secretary? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. All um, right, so now we're on to... Oh, did you have a... And actually, just a quick thing about Kaylee McKinnon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, the, the, I actually tweeted the other day that, or yesterday, that her name is spelled K-E-Y... K-A... No, K-A-Y... Yep. L-E-I-G-H. And I tweeted the other day that I'm, I officially feel ancient when someone with that name and that spelling is old enough to enter the workforce. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Kaylee. Like, what were her parents thinking? Oh, my God. They, well, they were like, or did they not know how to spell? Well, I mean, I think they probably already named their, you know, her brothers like Jaden, Caden, Raiden, Hayden, and <laughs> Brayden, and... Faden and <laughs> yeah, she has so many. She has. She's one of twenty six. <laughs> she's the. She's the fourteenth of twenty six. Well, congrats to Kelly McKinnon and Nana, and uh, and to me for losing this. Uh, again. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. And so, uh, speaking of, I guess we'll go on to. Uh, so the the hope. Oh right, there is hope with this. Oh. Is um that there is talk of of baseball actually happening. In Arizona. Did you know about this? I didn't, actually. Uh, where in sometime in May, they would get all the players, test them, have them be quarantined for 14 days, and play in Arizona in the spring training sites so that we could all have something, have America's pastime, have our national pastime happen without fans in Arizona, which, I, which brought me hope. It made me feel really happy. I would, like, literally burst into tears of joy if that actually i'm not even exaggerating i would cry tears of joy if baseball could come back and we could see it in that fashion and you know what we lost this year um and maybe there's still a chance the field of dreams game where there's a farmer oh man yeah he actually he plowed 70 percent of his entire crops from the movie field of dreams yes the actual field yes and it's going to be taking place in the cornfield in Iowa with the New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox, the real players are going to be playing there. And there's only a few hundred seats in the stands. And it went to the townspeople and press and all that. And they're li- literally, they have corn that's acting as an outfield fence, it's like corn so- stalks. It's going to be the greatest thing in the world. And Aaron and I, as you guys may know, we love sports, but we are so romantic about baseball. Yeah, it, it is like it, it brings me to emotion, you know. Yep. And and honestly, I may watch a lot more football than I do baseball on a regular. Like, you know, I, I, I watch too much football, but like <laughs> I watch you know like a decent amount of baseball. It's hard when my team's all the way on the East Coast and the worst team in ever. Um, <laughs> but like it's 
it means a lot to me and it means a lot to Aaron. And if 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 this can happen oh. in May, in, in, down in Arizona, and they're playing, that's incredible. And then if that Field of Dreams game can happen, oh, oh my God. And what a statement to our country yeah. that we are, for the first time maybe in this pandemic, we're leading the way by showing how we can take our pastime that we came up with, that we invented. Yeah. And by we, I, I actually feel like I did do a part of the inventing. Yeah. Uh, even though it was in the 18, like, 50s. Yeah. I was a part of it. You were, yeah. That that's a statement that we were able to get, actually get something together and do it first. Like, bring baseball back. I think a lot, I mean, this would be a thing to watch all the time. Oh, man. I feel hope just talking about it. Magnificent. So we found hope there, and now... um, Yeah, even though that wasn't a a hope topic one. Yeah, we found it. We found it. All right, let's move on to our third topic. And Aaron, you have a Bill Withers story. Yes. So Bill Withers unfortunately passed away the other day. For those who don't know who Bill Withers is, he was the inventor of many inventor. I guess to me, people who write songs are inventors of song. Uh, He was the writer of such songs as Lean On Me, Lovely Day, and many other Classic, classic hits. What's what's one of your favorite Bill Withers songs? Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. That might be the best. Gone. Yeah, that's the stuff. This song. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Do, 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 ba, and then, it's not a lean on me, which is just. So I'm gonna focus on this song. I'm gonna start preaching while I while he sings. Like <coughs> right now. In times like this, in times when we are all separated, when we aren't together, when we aren't feeling that connectivity, we can still lean on each other. And if there's a time when Bill Withers has to go, has to leave us, why not bring to the attention of the masses the beauty of his work with this song? Because it definitely gave me a deep dive into this this music and this song and this this artist that I've loved my whole life and we've got to lean on each other man we've got to lean on each other in times like this and Bill Withers has left us this legacy and this song so that we can lean on each other together as one and feel it and we've got to feel it man we've got to feel it right now we've got to feel that Bill Withers we've got to lean on each other I love it I love it and that's it's so powerful I mean you take a hopeless thing like a celebrated amazing soulful singer that someone you know has been really important to a lot of people's live soundtracks and it's it's he's like the first person that like truly i kind of cared about that died from the coronavirus yeah and uh, not to discount all the other people who have died yes. who are also important and it's sad it is it is horrible for every single person but sometimes when there's it's the first person that is part of your life in some way um yeah, it, it, it kind of leaves you feeling like, it makes you feel very vulnerable. Like, oh my God, it's truly real. It's really real, real. Um, and that's and that's where the um, personal story of this comes, which is very quick, is that I gave a speech on, uh, on education once and he was in the audience. And afterwards, I was super starstruck by him. And I don't usually get that way, but he did that because I just thought this guy's kind of elusive but he's also written some of the best songs ever. And he, he, he came up to me at the end after I got off the stage and he said, you done good. 
You done good. Uh, that's amazing. I don't know if he said my name or not, but he said, you done good. And I forever will have that, that moment that someone who I think did really good in his whole life, Bill Withers, told me I'd done good. I felt so good and it felt, it brought back that memory where I felt full of hope. And I hope everyone keeps listening to his music and lean on me and leaning on each other in this time. Yeah, and you know, if you're out there listening and you are homeschooling your kid, you're working on that creative project, you're just kind of taking some time for yourself, you're doing good. You're, you are. And you know, and it's important to pass that message on the same way Bill did to Aaron is, you know, just keep spreading it. Because right now this is almost like the opposite of what all the movies said a global pandemic would be. We we're supposed to be fighting each other, burning cities down and like just hitting straight up panic. But everyone's been pretty chill, you know, no riots, nothing crazy. And that is probably one of the most hopeful things I've seen. And, uh, you know, and it's really just like, is. and as you said, you know, we should lean on each other. And yeah, so that was a and nice thank story. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. And and now we'll go to topic four, which we will start with a very big, exciting thing that happened a few days ago. Uh, Rohit had an article published in The Guardian. Yeah, thanks, So Aaron. So why don't you talk a little bit about this article? So yeah, the article essentially was um, kind of calling out celebrities um, for really just trying to raise their hands and say, hey, hey, don't forget about me during this pandemic. Um, and where it kind of originated, I was sitting on a Zoom panel um, and it was this was last week, just kind of talking about the impact of the internet and coronavirus. And, um, I, you know, I was usually bringing my, my, my usual row hit hot takes. And one of those was how irrelevant celebrities have become, you know, have shown themselves to be during this time, it's kind of almost cringeworthy. We already talked about the Gal Gadot, yeah. um, sort of like imagine John Lennon cover with all her celebrity friends. That was just a big failure. There's been many, many others. Um, you brought so, up the Elton John one and the Imagine one in the article. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. And and so essentially I, I had these, you know, I had these, these sort of takes and then um, later that night, um, I got a DM on my Twitter from from the editor, the opinions editor at The Guardian. And for those, you know, I'm not familiar, The Guardian's one of the most important newspapers on the entire planet. And- If um, not the most important right yeah. now. And it's, so it was, and she, I th first thought it was fake. I was like, oh, it's a bot. And then I was like, oh, it's verified. How do you verify a bot? And I'm like, oh my God, it's real. It's a real And call. yeah, and so I was like, why is she asking me of all people? So I guess she stalked my Twitter and like saw that, okay, cool. I like to write these kind of things for now and then. So she asked me to write and she's so nice and she was like super excited for it. So I spent the weekend kind of writing this article. It's If you look up the Guardian and, and celebrities, coronavirus has exposed how irrelevant you have become. Um, you'll be fine my piece there. You know, shoot me a tweet, shoot me a, you know, a, a message. Let me know what you think of it. At um, Vohit for Rohit, yep, the at, number four. Yep, on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever, um, wherever you're at. and In space. You can do it in space, You too. can do it from space, too. I think you're right. I think you're right, Aaron. So, yeah, it was kind of a big moment for me because it's like I had never gotten published in, um, I guess, in a publication of that magnitude. Um, so, thank you. So it was fun. Yeah. And so she asked me to, to, to write again in the future. So I just got to figure out what to what hot takes I can uh, expound upon. And that's hope because that's showing that in times of pandemic, we can be creative and come up with things that otherwise probably wouldn't have happened. I don't think you would have been um, now one of the top Guardian contributors without <laughs> the pandemic. No, probably not. Probably not. Literally not. And, and I think this is another thing, you know, Aaron and I, we're both creative people and we both 
our both our careers are built in the creative space, um, and we do different things. But one thing that is there's a creative bone in every single person out there. Sometimes you just yes. have to find it. I and I think it's just no matter what you're doing, whether even if you are working in accounting or you know bills payable or whatever it is, like these are important good jobs. And you can still find ways to be creative there, yep. whether at work or in your personal space. So now there's no better time than now to start thinking about that. But that brings us into and that's, your it's a good point. topic. Yeah, and, and it's really true. Everyone get out there, be creative, do something that was your passion project that you were always putting off. Now's the time to do it. And what was exciting for me in reading your article, Rohit, which I was really proud of you that you, you did Thank that. You. And Thanks, Aaron. That's, that's just a, an amazing accomplishment. And... Uh, I had an experience around the time when the article came out where that that I didn't know existed until it happened and I I think it relates where I realized I found out that there's Zoom meeting or Zoom hangout elitism. Uh, an agent I know invited me to like a hangout in Zoom with a few celebrities that were a part of it. It was like Amy Poehler, I forget. There was I shouldn't even call the people out actually, um, but some, a few people, yeah. and then this agent, and I said no. I was like, I think that 500 people were invited to this, or 300, Jeez. to go and you, like, you know, they're the main people and you watch them, and I don't know, it's some kind of party. Of course it was done by an agent who was creating an elitist way for Zoom to happen where it's like you had invite only so you could interact, you could be with some of these people. And so there's like a caste system within the within Zoom, Zoom meetings. And, okay. I'm, and one thing that I thought that in in our in the in the entertainment industry that this might do, that this pandemic might do that that could be a positive is take away some of that elitism that exists. Yeah. Because what this is showing from your article that you say so well and that we've talked about on this podcast is when it comes down to it, we're all just people. Mm-hmm. You can be the richest person in the world. You can be the poorest person in the world. It might affect the, a poor person more because they have less access to means, but we're all stuck in place right now. We're not able to do our normal lives. So I really didn't like this idea of creating like a, an elitist Zoom meeting. And I said, no, I just said, no, I'm busy. Because, and I wasn't busy. I didn't have anything else to do. But I was busy because I just thought this is not um, not good. And I think your article brings to light why it isn't good to do this right now. We shouldn't be creating, like, elitist quarantining. That's, oof. Yeah. And uh, I'm That's glad I said line. no to it. That felt hopeful to me. And I'm glad you wrote the article because that brought the concept to the masses. Yeah. Because you know what, Aaron? You're, you are very accomplished in, what, in, in your field. And you shouldn't have to be sitting on the sidelines with your peers. You know, <laughs> Thank like, you. Yeah, it's so it's ridiculous. I didn't even think of it that way. I just yeah. more thought I don't like this. Uh, yeah, this concept. Yeah. But yeah, it was. It, it's all about me actually, <laughs> and that I didn't have. To, I wouldn't want to sit on the sidelines. I, I don't want to be the featured person in the yeah. elitist yeah. meeting. <laughs> uh, no, so don't no elitism right now, guys. Don't do it. Um, so, do you want to introduce the the new? Uh, the new way we're going to do this this next part because we've just fulfilled a lot of hope already. Yeah. But we've done it in longer than we've it's it's, it's been longer than sixty seconds. So I would like to introduce to you our newest segment. And sometimes you know you just need hope on the go. 
And sometimes, you know, you might just, you know, you can just fast forward to this mark in uh, our podcast um, and in future episodes because um, we are trying to bring you hope in 60 seconds. Ready for it? <laughs> Damn it. That was a vomit. That was wrong. So I'm going to try a different one. Here we go. All right, the oh, first one. Yes, so um, I'm going to actually, so you're going to start the timer on this first one. The way it's going to work is I'm going to, whoever's topic is, we're going to introduce that topic. We're going to explain it. And the other person needs to find hope in that before the 60-second timer expires. All right, so ready, and set, go. Okay, I am a gamer. Aaron is a gamer. And one of my favorite games of all time was The Last of Us on PlayStation. Um, and... The sequel, The Last of Us 2, um, we've been waiting for a long time, and it just again got postponed indefinitely a few days ago. And I am hopeless because this game seems like it's never going to come out. It keeps getting postponed. I don't know what's happening. Help me, Aaron. All right, ready? I have the best thing for you to do instead of play The Last of Us 2. It's play the show with me. Because <laughs> I don't know The Last of Us 2. I don't want to learn the new game, but I really do want to play the baseball game against you. And so what you can know by this not coming out is that you're going to bring hope not just to yourself because you'll learn the, the new show game, but you're also going to bring hope to me because I'm going to have someone to play the show with. And together, we're going to have a battle and be able to talk about it on this show. So it's actually going to bring this show more content. And all in all, it's been a great thing that The Last of Us 2 is delayed because during quarantine, the show is more important. I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy it. Yes, we fulfilled it. <laughs> All right. The next topic. Let me get my timer out there. And um, Aaron, you hold on. Let me get the one minute thing going. And go. Even in the pandemic, even quarantined at home, I am still managing to lose lots of things including my sunglasses all the time, and I'm not even going outside much. Okay, so you're still losing crap. All right, how do we find hope for the fact that you keep losing stuff? Well, maybe, um, well, maybe this time's now, maybe now's the time to reorganize, right? Ah. And you could kind of, like, get on Amazon, there's a bit of a wait, but you can get some, maybe some just organizational boxes and get a label maker. Okay, label makers are actually pretty lit. Like, if they're really fun to play with. Like, imagine if you just now had, like, all these containers and you're just putting your stuff. And, like, this is the perfect time for you just to go all home organizational and just start, like, you know, marking everything and, uh, yeah, and finding. And wait, the last part, because we have 10 seconds left. While I'm doing it, because I'm going to need breaks because I don't have the attention span to do this too often, can we also play the show in between breaks? Yes. Yes! yes Double it. hope. Double hope. All right. So we've done it. We're doing it. Yes. And, and now do you want to go to uh, that yeah. the fourth one? So Tommy Lee, the artist known as Tommy Lee, the drummer for Motley Crue, he is quarantined right now with his son that he was um, estranged from. Now they're quarantined together. They're getting along, but Tommy Lee is losing his mind because he has super ADD. And he wrote an open letter to the president of the United States saying how bad a job he's doing. Go. 
Oh, God. Okay. Wait. So what's the hopeless part? Tommy Lee. Okay. <laughs> well, um, trying to find hope in that. Um, he wrote an open letter to the president criticizing everything about him. And he's with his estranged son right now. And they are living cohesively. But he can't get out of his house. and He's losing his mind. Okay. So here's a hope for Tommy Lee. At least you're not the drummer from Def Leppard. Because you have both your arms. <laughs> Does that work? Yes, yes. That is hope fulfilled very fast. Ready? <laughs> We're gonna fulfill it with with the with the gong. Can we get the gong? And then on top of the gong. We're also gonna get a sheep. <laughs> because that deserved a ba. Um all right. And so, our fourth and fourth final one. And Aaron, this one's you again. I'm going to hit that timer and I'm actually going to turn on a sound. Oh boy, um, this is pressure. I'm going to turn on, you're going to hear an owl start hooting. Like, that's not it. Oh, it says night owl. Okay. Um, I'm going to you, hear something. I'm going to give you a different sound. You're going to hear cosmic. Okay. When I, I apologize for anybody that's having PTSD out there if this is your morning alarm. Um, <laughs> but one minute, six seconds starts now. All right, LA Rain. So, the good thing about L.A. Rain, because everyone freaks out about rain in L.A., is right now L.A. Rain is not the worst thing in L.A. Usually when people are, when L.A. Rain happens in L.A., people think, oh my gosh, it's like, they call it uh, storm watch, and everyone's freaking out, and there's accidents everywhere. Well, it's been raining in L.A. all the time, and that's awesome because no one's out to drive to get into accidents, and people can be at home, and they can actually enjoy the pitter-patter of the rain, which just reminded me, I did a tweet that, Hap that went out during the LA rain, I put it up at night and I looked in the morning and it was one of the trending tweets on Yahoo at my, at the Aaron Wolf, because I talked about the positive of LA rain right now. And then Yahoo picked it up and it was one of the trending topics and a lot of people liked it. And that's where the hope is in LA rain. Where's that owl? Because bring it, man. Okay. And four, three, two, one. Oh, yeah. well, I was so nervous about hearing that sound, but I didn't get to solve it. So next oh, yeah. time, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you were supposed to solve that one. Yeah. Hey guys, we're learning as we go. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll get it right. I was so excited yeah. to talk about rain. But we hope you guys enjoyed that hope in sixty seconds segment. And now we're getting closer towards the you know we're getting close towards the end of our podcast. So we have two segments left. Um, we're gonna first talk about hope fulfilled, and then we're gonna wrap up the show with some user submissions, questions that we got from you, the audience. First. Let's get to Hope Fulfilled. Now, this segment is all about things that we may have talked in the past, and we're gonna give you a quick rundown of how the hope that we had promised or we had talked about maybe has come to life. And Aaron, why don't you take it away with Justin Turner and the Tiger King? Yeah, Justin Turner is a, a baseball player for the Los Angeles Dodgers, one of the best, big red, he's big orange beard. And uh, he had the guy from Tiger King, Jeff, Something. Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. The guy that looks like a douchebag with the bandana and the sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. That Jeff Lowe, I guess, is a big Dodger fan. Um, so Justin Turner had him on his podcast, or maybe he's just a baseball fan, something. Jeff Lowe really wanted to be on Justin Turner's podcast that he's doing right now because they're not playing. And so he went on the podcast and interview and Justin Turner interviewed him. And that got national news. That was all over because Justin Turner did the podcast and it fulfilled some hope that I had asked for a long time ago with the Astros cheating and the Dodgers becoming America's ah, team. Okay. Is that 
this is a time Tiger King's the big show on right now. Justin Turner landed the big guest. And so everyone got to know more about Justin Turner's podcast, about this guy from the Tiger King show. And the Dodgers are more and more becoming like America's underdog team that we want to win if the season ever happens. Love it. Love it. All right. So um, which one is next? Portugal. All right. There's Portugal the Man Created. We talked about Portugal the Man, the band, last week and how they're great at at doing things um, to help change, whether it's Native Americans, they're trying to bring awareness to, to their causes, to nature. And they actually put out a song that, that was an old song of theirs with a famous photographer. And the photographer made all these images to go around this song called Created. And the point of the, and you should look it up on their, on their uh, Instagram. It's on their Instagram TV. The song is called Created. And it's all these amazing photographs that this famous photographer has, has, has done. And I actually commented on it and he wrote me personally to, he liked what I said about his, about his work, which I thought was brilliant. Um, and what was so cool about it to me is it again showed how in this time when we're all taking a step back, we can enjoy what was created for us, nature. And the song goes with the, the photographs of nature and it's, it's really beautiful. And I'm glad that Portugal the Man, this band that, that I love, that I'm lucky that I get, that I know, who... They, they use this to, to show something about nature. What do you think of that? I mean, that, that's pretty wonderful. I mean, I think it, it's, it's, you know, Aaron and I, we are both, you know, we do love our beautiful green earth. Mm. And, um, you know, and anybody that is able to sort of help other people see that and love it too is good in my book. Um, that's great. And uh, speaking of, of green earth too, we can... Uh, now talk a little more about um, Alive and Kicking, our first sponsor. And whether you're binging on Succession or you're watching that movie with the guy that plays Thor that's coming out in a couple weeks. Oh, um, Extraction. Extraction. Um, or you're cooking. Or, or watching you're, WrestleMania on Or re- watching rerun. WrestleMania, yeah. yeah. Or even just kind of doing stuff around the house. Um, you know, we love the idea of Alive and Kicking. Um, and a little bit, some details. It's, you got, as I said, you got 14... Uh, small, slender pre-rolls in a pack. They're each designed for individual use, not to share. Right now, it's gross sharing a big, fat cone. This is just simple, you know. It, it helps, you know, especially in a social distance, distancing oh, situation. Oh, yeah, the so, it's the social distancing product. Yes, but you can still be social with it. Um, they use whole flour, never trim, and it's 4.20 uh, grams per pack. Get it? Get it? Um, and I don't get it. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll have to you know we'll have to look it. I'll up. read a book. Um, and the best part is this is for Californians. If you're here, you can actually get this delivered right now. We don't want people leaving the house, but all you have to do is go to youarealiveandkicking.com. That's youarealiveandkicking.com, and it'll take you to the delivery page that's going to be fulfilled by Ganja Runner. Um, it's super easy, safe, and fast. And some places can even get it within 90 minutes. And right now there's a special sale going on where you're going to get three packs of Alive and Kicking for $99. You can get that by the time this podcast is over. And, you know, we still got a few minutes left of this podcast. Um, so so don't, don't go rushing yet. Um, but if you're not in California, um, they actually have a non-THC version with CBD only. Okay, One other, have you ever heard of something called the CPBL? 
I'm going to guess it's the Corporal Pol Police Benevolence Legion. Nailed it. <laughs> Actually, that's the other one. So there's two CPBLs. Okay. You got the other one, the Corporal one. Uh, this is the Chinese Professional Baseball League. Oh, God, I was so close. <laughs> and are you ready for it? Yes. Starting on April 11th, in just a couple days, they're starting their season. Get They've out. already been quarantining their players. We're going to get baseball. They're okay. going to be showing it on TV. Oh, I looked it up, man. and I even picked a name, a team that I is going to be the team that I'm going to be fans of, and I ordered a shirt. So I'm going to have a shirt for the China Trust Brothers. And their, their mascot is an elephant. And oh. I bought the shirt, and I hope it comes by next week, and I'm going to wear it. Oh, this is amazing. That's so... For next week, I would like you to look up the team, the league, and pick a team. Yes, and we're going to be do fans. That. And also, does, have you heard any news if the Nippon League in Japan is coming back? They haven't announced yet. This is the only okay. one so far. Okay, I'm so, going to next week. I will have a Chinese, a Chinese professional baseball league team name. That's like your team. That's me. My will team. you order the shirt? I'll so you'll go all in and be yeah, like yeah. a fan or a hat. Do they have hats? They have both. Yeah, okay, I got great. the shirt, but okay. yeah, I like hats. Get, yeah, get the hat. I actually like hats too. I might get the hat as well. Yeah, great. And then we can be discussing Chinese professional baseball. Love it. Love it. Done. So we have just uh, fulfilled a lot of hope. And baseball's back. Baseball is back. And then we have uh, listener submissions. Okay. So we have two submissions. One's from Amber Sean. Amber Sean. So Amber Sean, I'm getting, I'm pulling it up right now, and I'm going to give you the topic, so you can uh, can discuss what you think of it, Rohit. Great. Uh, I just have to find it. Sure. So, a big shout out to Nate, who is the editor of the show. Uh, we always got to uh, thank the people who who make this happen, and Nate is one of them, as is Tim, producing the show, and uh, so the. The, the comment from Amber Sean was she wanted to know how we could find hope in people wearing their Halloween costume during the quarantine. <laughs> Go for it, Rohit. I mean, that is hope for me already. I mean, what is hopeless about it? Help me understand. She wanted to know what we felt about bringing hope if you wanted to wear your Halloween costume. So, Amber, let me tell you a little story. Um, I, you know, <laughs> when I was in college and even after college, I had this jack-o'-lantern shirt, okay? And it was pretty much the shirt of this pumpkin, and he had arms and legs. And he had was running around with a knife in one hand and his cut-out, carved-out mouth part from his pumpkin in the other <laughs> hand, okay? I would wear this shirt to Halloween parties. Really? But I also wore this shirt during summer festivals. I also wore this shirt all around, like through the whole year, okay? And also, um, she's probably not listening, but if she is, um, my old uh, office mate, Taylor, a very, very dear friend of mine, um, she she and I shared a cubicle space back, you know, 10 years ago, um, and I used to listen to Christmas music all year round. <laughs> like, I personally feel people, if they wanna live their best life, and maybe your best life is dressing up like a lion or, um, you know, I don't know, wearing a big giant like like 
bed sheet over your head and cutting out the holes <laughs> being a ghost. Like, like if that's you, I am so proud of people embracing their creativity. That is the hope for me. You know, it's Halloween shouldn't have to be just one day. Halloween can be there all year round. Every day should be a costume party. Every day is a costume party. There you yes. go, Amber Sean from Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, that's where that came from. And every day is a is a Halloween now because every day is kind of the same day. So Mix every day is Halloween day. Yeah, it's a, and, and there's never been a better time to bust out that costume and just get weird on your conference calls Super and your FaceTimes. Did it. Found it. And, uh, and our last uh, Leisure Submission comes from Caroline. All right, Caroline, all the way from Australia. Thank you for listening in Australia. Spread the word in Australia about The Hopeless Show. And what she wants to know, and Rohit, I'll turn it over to you first. She wants to know who you think are the real hope heroes right now. Ooh, okay. So as we mentioned before, I don't know if it's a lot of celebrities that I would consider to be heroes right now. And you know, I appreciate people doing their part. Everybody should be trying to bring positivity and everything, but I think there are some real heroes out there. Um, and you know, yes, they're the medical workers are far and away the, the most important ones. Um, and I think there's so it goes without saying, um, but I think there's another hero that maybe isn't getting as much recognition. So I was um, enlightened to find, you know, as, as we mentioned, I love when people are doing things creatively. So uh, my coworker Pierce sent me a really great video the other day. Um, and that video was of this guy sitting at home and he now started a YouTube channel since this whole quarantine started. And his YouTube channel is him wrapping children's books. <laughs> and he's, I'm going to play you yeah. a little excerpt. Okay, this is Dr. Seuss featuring Migos and Drake. Walk it in my pocket. There's a, ready? Yeah. Okay, so that is not the one that Pierce sent me, but it's even better, or it's just as good. So I think there's two heroes, or a few, few heroes. What's one, the song called? This song is Walk It In My Pocket. Um, Which is a... Based off of the Dr. Seuss book, There's a Walk It In My Pocket. Yes. And the Drake and Migos song, Walk It Like I Talk It. Became um, Walk It In My Pocket. And so the one Pierce showed me was actually a, uh, a guy rapping over Green Eggs and Ham. Um, over some uh, over some Eminem and Dre beats, um, but I think we have a collective couple heroes here. One, it's Pierce for enlightening me to that. Two, it's for discovering this genre of rap over Dr. Seuss. Um, <laughs> and it, you know, the one we listen to is uh, by the account called Dr. Seuss, but I don't think it's a real one. Um, and then West Tank, T-A-N-K, is the other guy that he does the Lorax over Dre Beats, Green Eggs and Ham, Fox and Socks. Um, so lots of, uh, <laughs> there's lots of good, yeah, those are my heroes right now. That is, he is a hero. He's bringing, he's bringing uh, contemporary rap music and children's stories to his home and to the homes of many. It's beautiful, yeah. uh, beautiful. And, and I'm gonna give one other yeah. shout out to another a type of hero. Um, 
and this is a little less funny, but just, I think, poignant, that every person who's working at a pharmacy or at a convenience store or at like a Walgreens right now, uh, when I've had to go get medication, I, I just commend them because to me, it's not the celebrities, it's not the, uh, like the music people, all the stuff you talked about in your article. It's actually highlighting right now that the essential workers are the people who are doing essential work, like keeping a store open so that we can get our medicine and that we can get the basic things we need. These people are normally just flies on the wall that we just go in, we, they're there, and then we go out. These are heroes right now. And I think every time everyone goes into a store because they have to get something like their medication or groceries or anything like that, that they thank their, the workers there for, and I've been doing it when I've had to go pick up medication or something, they thank the workers for, for what they're doing because these people never get thanked. Yeah, and you know what? And this this brings up another thing is like, and I'm I'm feeling hopeful about it because like I remember growing up and just hearing kids say like mean things like I, I felt like ever since I was conscious about it, but like like nobody should ever look down at another person's job. Yes. Right? No matter what you do, whether you're Filing papers or cleaning papers, <laughs> you are doing a job. You are doing something that's important to the world. Yep. And it doesn't matter how much money you make. The fact is you are working and you are trying to put food on that table and you are, you are putting your heart into something. And it's often, it's these essential workers yes. that traditionally have, you know, I think they're not, they weren't respected in the same way by culture, the same nope. way as like, oh, these fancy jobs. But they've been the one. They've been the backbones of our society forever, and I think it's 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 now the time where everybody is seeing it. It is that grocery store worker who, yeah, you say hi to every time that you're in there, but you know they they have their own life. They got their own troubles. They got their own worries. And here that we are, while we're stuck at home, you know, just trying to 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 be creative and do all this kind of stuff. There's people that are actually giving literally their body and their life, and they're they're doing things to make sure that we are comfortable. And I think that is more commendable and more honorable than anything. And I think you're right, those are the real heroes, um, the people, and I'm, I'm glad that there is a spotlight uh, and focus on the essential workers because they are essential, not just during the crisis, but during every day of our lives. Well said, and I think that's a, a great way for us to, uh, to, to end this episode is with, a, with, with that. Everyone, thank your workers who are, who are, doing, uh, who are doing this essential work. And, uh, and stay tuned because next week with uh, The Hopeless Show, we have a, we're going to have our, our first special guest, a, a, a award-winning, a championship guest. Yeah, I'm so really excited for that. We're excited to, to have a guest on the show. Uh, keep spreading the word. I'm the Aaron Wolf on social media. And I'm Vohit for Rohit, V-O-H-I-T, the number four, R-O-H-I-T. And uh, I'm going to do this sound because I want to hear what it sounds like to end with. It's money, baby. Take cash money. Yeah, yeah. All right. Talk to Till next week. Talk to you next week. week. Peace.